all of us can relate. Well, most of us can relate to this. I don't want to make a sweeping generalization, but I think most of us can relate to uh, whether you got an important um, meeting that you're going to be heading up or, you know, there's something that you have to nail, whether it's, uh, you know, a sport that you're involved in and you choke under pressure. It's happened to me on the show. The more I think, and this happens all the time, the more I stress myself out about getting somebody's name wrong, mispronouncing it, the greater chance I have of freaking myself out and choking. I can practice that name over and over and over again during the commercial break. And when we, the more I think about it, the more I choke when we can, cause I don't want to insult anybody. I don't want to, uh, you know, disrespect them in any way. I'll come back. I mess up the name. And apparently I'm not the only one, right? Like you think about pro athletes, they don't choke under pressure the same way uh, the average person does, but what's going on in their brains? A research team at the Technical University of Munich investigated the phenomenon of choking under pressure, and they've come up with a solution. Now, before we get to the technique, we got to talk about the study that led to the technique. Dr. Jurgen Beckman joins us now, professor and chair of sports psychology at the uh, Technical University of Munich in Germany. Welcome to the show. Well, hello. Good morning. I think Great a lot of the show. Well, thank you for being here. I think a lot of people can relate to failing under stress. You uh, decided to look at pro sports, pro athletes, uh, and how they deal with stress and take it from an athletic point of view, point of view because you are in the uh, field of sports psych- psychology. Can you talk about how you ran this study? Well, we re- actually ran a couple of studies since about uh, 2005. So, um, for example, we ran a study in football or soccer penalty shooting where we had two teams competing against each other, like in a real game, in front of an audience, a large audience, in fact, because it was done during a world championship and they were, there was public viewing and before the game came up, uh, the participants in our study performed the penalty shooting in front of the audience. And uh, so there was quite some pressure for them mm-hmm. um, not to choke <laughs> well, uh, or not to fail on the, on the uh, penalty shooting. And uh, so we, we, in this study, we uh, had them first um, shoot a couple of penalties um, just for practice and recorded how often they actually scored. And, and then uh, it, was, uh, it was the time for the competition. And it was also that they, uh, it was not only winning, but they could actually win a prize, prize some prize money. So there was some pressure on, especially uh, having to shoot the penalty in front of the, the audience. And in fact, what happened was that um, the, uh, the, team, uh, the, the teams choked under pressure. That is, their performance was... Uh, worse compared to their uh, practice performance uh, in this condition. And then we came up with a technique uh, that could help them to eliminate the choking under pressure. And so we gave them one team um, the instruction to um, clench their left fist before uh, shooting the penalty. And the other team got the instruction to clench their right fist um, before shooting the penalty. And what happened was that uh, the team that clenched the left fist or the players who clenched their left fist, in fact, 
did not cho uh, show any choking mm. compared to the practice trials, whereas the right-hand clenches showed the same choking effect as before. What's going so on in the we, brain that would lead to that? Yeah, well, at first we thought, based on some assumptions that were made in the 1990s, that um, when you come under pressure and you think too much, as you described earlier, um, then all the automated processes that you have uh, get kind of interrupted. Mm -hmm. So the automatic flow of the overlearned skills that you have for shooting the penalty in that case get kind of lost. And we saw that, in fact, in another study that showed that under pressure, um, it, that was a basketball free throw, under pressure, uh, the kinematic variance of uh, performing, executing the, the free throw increased. That is, the, the free throw was not as stable as when it was conducted or executed automatically. Mm -hmm. and that was so is, it, is this a case... Is this a case yeah. of overthinking then? Because if, if you overthink, you, you know, heighten yeah. your focus, overthink, then you create kind of a chaos in your mind. Right. It's not really a chaos, but what happens is in uh, automated, automated uh, skills, automated skill performance, um, you usually have an organization in the brain that is highly efficient. So we call this uh, high neuroefficiency. And once you start to think, you ruin this neuroefficiency because you enter additional uh, cognitive controlling processes which interfere with the automatic execution of the skill. Right. So don't overthink things. And people say that all the time. But I want to know about this because we only have like a minute and a half left with you. Why is it that the left hand clenching works better than the right hand clenching? And how long should I do it for before I mispronounce somebody's name? Well, um, first advice you should do it for uh, 10 seconds to 15 seconds. That's the minimal amount of time you need in order to set the processes in motion that help you um, uh, overcome or eliminate the choking under pressure in the brain. What happens is, uh, what we saw uh, in EEG studies is that when you do the hand clenching, you produce kind of a reset in mm. your brain. That is, uh, when you choke, we see in the EEG that there is a high activation of the left brain hemisphere, especially the area that have to do with uh, verbal representations of the skill you're executing. That's and this fascinating. Is interfering with the new efficiency. So this is something that anybody can utilize if you, before you're going in right. to you know give a, a you know present a PowerPoint. Um, you know, a speech or, or you, you have to talk in front of a large group of people or you want to, you know, you're playing golf with your boss and you want to do well, you want to squeeze your left hand for 10 to 15 seconds. It resets your brain. Well, it should. We All haven't right. tested it in, in other areas than sport or with people suffering from vertigo. It also helps them staying stable. Interesting. But it should Theoretically, it should work in all kinds of areas. Dr. Jurgen, I'm going to try this. I'll let you know. I'll do my own personal study and get back to you. <laughs> well, uh, that will be fine to hear. <laughs> I, mean, right. I received feedback from some artists that uh, uh, perform in, in the U.S., and they, they said it worked for them. So right. looking forward to hear from you. 
Here's never. Here's to never messing up somebody's name again. Thank you very much, Dr. Jurgen Beckman. Good to have you on the show. My pleasure. Cheers.